Mediated Conversation on SAFM. 26 minutes now to 9 the time. Good morning. Last week it was reported that the National Treasury has hinted it could change the Reserve Bank's inflation target. At the moment, the monetary policy of the Reserve Bank has the mandate to keep inflation between 3 and 6%. That's called the inflation target. If the inflation target were changed and moved lower, for example, it would mean the Reserve Bank would use interest rates to aim for a different target. If the mandate was lowered, it would mean inflation would be lower over the long term. And that would mean that the value of the money in your pocket would be better protected. For example, it would mean that the 350 rand grant would be worth more than it is at the moment because since it was introduced, it's become worth less because of inflation. To put it another way, if, for example, you'd bought a jar of peanut butter a year ago, if inflation were lower, well, you could use almost the same amount of money to buy that jar of peanut butter again today. If inflation is higher, you'll need more money to buy that jar of peanut butter a year later. But to implement this would also probably mean that interest rates might have to be higher for longer, which would continue to make life quite tough for quite some people. So then, is this a good idea or not? First, the journalist who broke the story, story, Hilary Joffe, is at Business Day. She'll explain how all of this works. Then someone who I suspect he'll speak for himself, but I suspect may believe this is a good idea. Dr. Lumkile Mondi is a senior lecturer at the School of Economics and Business Science at Wits University. And then someone who, I suspect, he'll speak for himself, may disagree with this. Duma Gubule is a research associate at the Social Policy Initiative. We start then with the editor and columnist at Business Daily, Associate Editor Hilary Joffe. Hilary, good morning and thanks for your time. Morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me on the show. What exactly has the National Treasury said? Right. What the National Treasury has said in a review of macroeconomic policy, which is monetary policy and fiscal policy, what they've said is that um, inflation targeting in South Africa, which was introduced in 2000, has really been pretty successful in bringing inflation down to a sustainably lower level and making it less volatile and all over the place. But um, we need to have a look at whether the target is still at an appropriate level and in an appropriate form because the inflation differential from our peers and our trading partners is putting pressure on our exchange rate and making us less competitive because other emerging markets um, and in fact advanced economies have lower targets and have more or less managed to keep inflation lower over the longer term than we have. So if you've got other countries with lower inflation rates um, than us, and we've got a higher inflation rate, it does tend to put pressure on the RAND, the RAND exchange rate, which in turn puts pressure on inflation. And it means that we are less competitive relative to those other countries. And the Treasury has flagged the idea that uh, we should look at a different or essentially a lower target and it is not a new idea. It is some one that the Reserve Bank has been pushing for for some time now. So when they, I mean, when they hint in this direction, when the National Treasury hints, I mean, will it definitely happen? Or are they just testing the waters a little bit? You know, inflation, managing inflation is all about managing expectations. I think that is what the Reserve Bank 
says often and very powerfully that that what you're trying to do as a central bank, this is the Reserve Bank, is to manage the pricing expectations of price setters in the economy who are the businesses and wage setters who are the trade unions and the employers. And if they believe that inflation is going to come down to the target range, um, they will pitch their pricing and their wages into the future accordingly. Um, if they believe that the range is going to be lower and that the Reserve Bank is going to target a lower range, they may be persuaded to put their expectations at a lower level and that then will feed into a lower level of inflation. And that is certainly the Reserve Bank's argument about why we need to lower the target. Um, keeping in mind, Stephen, though, that the Reserve Bank has for a number of years now made it clear that it's not targeting the whole 3% to 6% range, which is the official target range. It is in fact targeting the midpoint. So the level of inflation that the Reserve Bank is targeting is 4.5%. It wants to see the target over time move down to 3%. The Treasury has not intervened on the details, but it has certainly flagged the possibility that it will look to modify the target. We've had a period of very low inflation during the pandemic, then high inflation after the pandemic. And I say this with a great deal of optimism, inflation may be getting under control. Is this the right moment to make this kind of move, to lower the inflation mandate just as inflation is coming back under control? It's actually exactly the right moment because you certainly don't want to lower the target when inflation is running at nearly 8% as it was at the peak in July 2021, because then the pain involved in, in, in lowering the inflation rate to 3%, say, rather than 4%, 4.5%, is going to be much greater. When inflation is coming down anyway over the next few years, at least we hope, um, and we are going embarking on a rate cutting cycle at some point in the next, let's say, 12 months anyway, um, then it makes it, in a sense, more painless to start massaging those expectations down and in that way massaging the rate down. So this may be exactly the time to start easing in the idea of a lower target and introducing perhaps a lower target in and of itself. If the National Treasury makes this decision, and Hilary, I have no idea who really makes this decision, do they just tell the bank what to do? Is there another process do they have to follow? Do they have to consult with someone? Is this just up to the finance minister, really? He writes someone a letter and they have to do it? He could do, actually. Um, but no, uh, inflation targeting is it was was introduced by the government and the Reserve Bank, if you like, is the implementing agency, and it has to be an independent implementing agency so that, you know, government can't interfere in its decisions. But the mandate that it has, which is to target 3% to 6%, um, is decided by the government, but I think in consultation with the Reserve Bank. So the Treasury has said that it uh, has undertaken the technical work to look at this, um, whether it should uh, what the what the appropriate form and level of the target should be. In other words, two questions. W what level should it be at? And should it be a range as we have currently? Or should it be a point target, um, say 3%? Now, a lot of emerging market, a lot of other emerging market countries 
uh, who have, in, uh, I mean, when we introduced inflation targeting more than 20 years ago, a lot of countries in the world were going that route. And the Reserve Bank governor, when he started talking about lowering the target, um, in fact, three years ago now, uh, he pointed out that since targeting was introduced globally, most emerging market countries had lowered their targets over time and that we sort of lost competitiveness. And if you look at Mexico, Brazil, Chile, um, the Eastern European countries, 3% is pretty normal. In advanced economies, 2% is pretty normal. So, um, and, and most of them now have a point target with a sort of a tolerance band around it rather than a range as we have. So the Treasury is doing the technical work to look at what we need and what's appropriate, and it would consult with the Reserve Bank. Um, I think it would have to legislate a new target, um, but it would be a gradual process. You don't bang, say, 3% tomorrow. And I think what's one of the important comments that the Treasury has made, and, and the Reserve Bank has also made once or twice, is that one of the biggest problems to lowering inflation, sustainable is government itself. Um, administered prices, the ones set by policymakers, fuel, uh, rates, water, electricity, um, the inflation there mm. has been usually higher than the, the rest of, than other prices. And even the public finances themselves put pressure on inflation. Hilary Joffe, thank you very much indeed. Very clear explanation. Editor and columnist at Business Day. Really appreciate the time. 16 minutes to nine. Your mediated conversation continues. Should we change the mandate of the Reserve Bank to lower the inflation target? Dr. Lumkile Mondi is a senior lecturer in the School of Economics and Business Sciences at Wits University. Dr. Mondi, good morning. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your time, Stephen. Good morning to you and your listeners. Would this be good for South Africa to, re- to change, to reduce the inflation mandate? Absolutely. We're looking at a, at a band between 2 and 4%, with 4 being the upper limit. I think the, the biggest advantage for that is just price stability, ensuring that South Africans uh, experience constant uh, price uh, prices over a long time, uh, protecting uh, incomes, but also uh, buying power, but also for the poor who are purchasing and consuming goods, that the price uh, are not volatile. Therefore, they can be able to sustain uh, their lives. So you made an example of the 250 uh, that it can go far when prices are, are, are relatively stable. I think, Stephen, the point just really to make following on Hillary's uh, contribution is that, unfortunately, uh, monetary policy is not a panacea for South Africa's economic problems uh, because of the nature of the global financial architecture, um, as well as the openness of the South African economy uh, and lower savings rates, which therefore forces South Africa to be not import cap- uh, net importer of capital. In addition to that, when interest rates uh, are going high internationally, uh, it means that uh, the international community is uh, becomes more attractive uh, for uh, for portfolio flows. Therefore, we see quite a lot of capital moving out of emerging market uh, when interest rates are high internationally back back to where they come from, and therefore starving many uh, emerging markets of capital given given the low rates of saving particularly in the context of Africa. But more importantly uh, uh, is also that South Africa uh, remains uh, 
an exporter of key minerals. Therefore, when interest rates are high internationally, the, the demand for commodities sometimes is very low. Therefore, it has a huge impact on our balance of payments. And hence, we've seen the rent weakening uh, drastically in, in, in comparison. Therefore, the shift really uh, in terms uh, of making uh, the band lower between 24%, uh, and the advantage that Satava has, that many of our banks remain quite strong and, uh, and, and, mo- and more importantly, in environment like these ones of high inflation, banks tend to be um, much much more conservative and therefore lend less, uh, particularly for those uh, for those customers that are seen to be riskier. Therefore, in an environment of a lower inflation, of a lower band to four percent, interest rates be lower, access to capital be lower because there be very fewer riskier um, individuals who are who are looking for capital. And we can see such a huge expansion of credit uh, across many areas and spreading economic growth within South Africa remains uh, quite dismal, where you've got high interest rates and low inflation uh, because the other factors which are outside monetary policy are in the hands of government. We know that many of our companies after 1994 remain quite oligopolistic. They've got a free reign on prices, uh, but also they block entry into new markets yeah. by smaller players who want to compete. So in an environment of oligopoly and restricted uh, competitiveness, it means that in certain areas, prices are sticky, uh, making goods and services uh, much more expensive for South Africans. Therefore, there is more that needs to be done beyond monetary policy for us to anchor a stable price and a, and a dynamic and, and, and labor uh, intensive economy. Those other factors have to come in uh, to support uh, a, a monetary policy stance uh, using inflation targeting at a much lower band between 2 and 4%. I presume that if this were to happen, it would mean that interest rates would have to remain high for a long time. And wouldn't that be painful? I mean, that already, and, and the bank has said that it, it views its own policy at the moment as restrictive. So that would mean actually the pain we're going through now we would have to feel for, for a longer t- period of time. Is this really the right moment to do that? It, it is the right moment because we're already in pain anyway. So so basically, arguably, Stephen, it should be, it should be uh, in classical terms, a structural adjustment uh, where we basically are keeping interest rate high, but we're giving room uh, to other policy levers to, to, to do their job. So we want to ensure that uh, our trade policy uh, is, is dynamic enough. Uh, secondly, we want to make sure that uh, the competition uh, policy is implemented and we deal with monopolies uh, or, or locopolies in this case much more drastically. But also uh, other structural issues, particularly in relation to SOEs, because remember, a huge chunk of inflation is because of administered prices. These are the ports, uh, these are the energy uh, and other rail uh, services, which remain in the hands of the state and are very, very costly, given the under uh, under maintained or poorly maintained uh, infrastructure costs, which put heavily uh, on our on our on our inflation. Therefore, this environment allows for those decisions to be taken, and I think government is doing very very well. We've seen quite a lot of movement in relation to the ports, bringing private players into. We're seeing more generation players coming into into energy, and we want to see more on rail because the idea is to really move away from administrative prices, start having uh, competitive prices. In doing so, you're gonna lower therefore inflation, allowing uh, the Reserve Bank to, uh, with the Treasury to anchor inflation 
population at a much lower band and therefore create expectation that South Africa, uh, our currency, our our prices in general will remain stable for a long time. Therefore, if you invest here, you are, you are assured that you'll never lose money because of current volatility. Dr. Lumkile Mondi, thank you. Senior lecturer at the School of Economics and Business Science at WITS. In a moment, the research associate at the Social Policy Initiative, Duma Tkubule. You with SAFM, 10 minutes to 9. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Seven minutes to nine, the time. Continuing your mediated conversation this morning. Should the National Treasury ask the Reserve Bank to lower the inflation mandate? In other words, instead of being from, say, three to six percent, should it be from perhaps two to four percent? Duma Tkubule is a research associate at the Social Policy Initiative. Duma, good morning. Stephen, how are you? I'm well. I hope I didn't misquote you earlier when I suggested you may be against this idea. Do you believe that we should not change the mandate to aim for lower inflation? First of all, Stephen, I just want to say, like I was boiling when I was listening to um, Dr. Mondi speaking, you know, and, you know, and Hillary, my fellow columnist at the Business Day, is that, you know, this discussion is far away from the lived reality of ordinary South Africans. What is the number one priority of all South Africans right now? It is this unemployment crisis. So I reject the, the premise that the starting point of everything is this technical argument about whether we should move this band up or down. I think that what we should say, we had the National Development Plan that has a target of 5.4% GDP growth until 2030 and the creation of 11 million jobs. But nobody was responsible for achieving their targets. So as we speak now, nobody is responsible for solving the number one biggest problem in South Africa today, which is the unemployment crisis. 11.7 million unemployed people and more than 700,000 people entering the labor market every year. So the central bank can't can't be independent of national goals. And the National Treasury can't be independent of national goals. National Treasury only cares about debt. The central bank only cares about inflation. So that we have to tip that thing, change the whole macroeconomic framework, which has definitely failed over the past 30 years of ANC misrule. We have to change it. We can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So I'm saying when it comes to monetary policy, We need a developmental central bank which will target GDP growth, employment, and inflation. And I just want to say, firstly, there's no evidence, what Illyri was saying, that inflation targeting has been successful. I just had a quick look up at the history numbers. Inflation targeting was introduced in 2000. The inflation rate was 5.3%. Now it is 5.3%. So a lot of people said, you know, Inflation targeting was introduced throughout the world after the war had been won against inflation. So there is no evidence that it has succeeded. It has kept interest rates too high. And during the first period under gear, we had an average, 96 to 2002, we had an average interest rate of 17.7%. It came down to about 13% after that. So average interest, real interest rates are about... 13% 13% over the past 30 years. And currently, I was just looking, we've got an interest rate of a prime lending rate of 11.75% and 5.3% um, inflation. That's a real prime lending rate of 6%. Is it any wonder that we're not seeing investment in the economy? 
because the real prime lending rate is 6.4% and the economy is not growing. So what I'm trying to say is that we have to look at these things holistically and we have to... Um, I oppose to this thing of the inflation targeting um, moving to the, the point 4.5 percent. I'm completely for it, and we have a new. I need we need a new system where we have a developmental mandate. Number two is that interest rates. Monetary policy is not just about interest rates. There's so many other policy tools that the central bank can do to finance economic development. The central bank, as we saw now with the deal with the Treasury, they can coordinate fiscal and monetary policy. They released 150 billion rands towards Treasury through coordination, number one. Number two, they can control the cost of capital on the bond, so the central bank can lend directly to the government. It can lend, the, the, the central bank can't run out of the currency it issues. And the government can't. Why does the government have to always go to the bond market to old mutual and sign them and borrow money on exorbitant rates when it can borrow the money within the family from the central bank and the PIC, which already, by the way, Stephen, has already borrowed and um, we've already lent um, 836 billion rands to the government and state-owned enterprises. So what I'm trying to say is that the central bank has to use many more policy tools mm. that go beyond inflation and that go beyond um, interest rates. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Duma, I mean, I, I understand that while you're boiling. I do want to put this to you, if I may. Um, and I hear you on employment. I absolutely hear you. Um, social grants are a huge issue in our country, and they're literally saving millions of lives, probably on a daily basis. If we had lower inflation, the value of a social gr- a social grant would retain its value for longer couldn't that be an argument in favor of this? Um, okay, so now let's look what happened during the pandemic. So, first of all, there's this view um, on the right wing of economics that inflation is everywhere and is a monetary ph- phenomenon, too much money chasing too many goods and services. But we've never had that problem in South Africa, to my knowledge, over the past 30 years. And as people are correctly saying, we have administered prices, we have supply-side shocks, we have food. So what has happened during the pandemic they increased interest rates for no reason due to supply-side shocks. So the interest rates couldn't have brought down the price of oil and interest rates couldn't have brought down the price of food. So interest rates were made too high than they should have been. And now inflation is coming down of itself without anything to do with monetary policy settings. Now, on the grants, as you know, I'm a supporter of the basic income grant. I'm part of the campaign for a basic income grant. So I just want to say we should blame the government, which hasn't adjusted this this 350 rand um, for inflation, because if it was adjusted for inflation, I saw one calculation, it would have been much higher than it is. I think 440 rand. So the government is the one who should have been adjusting the social relief of distress grant to take into account inflation and protect people from the rising cost of living in South Africa. And in terms of administered prices, what we saw during the pandemic is that countries spent hundreds of billions of rand subsidizing prices, the oil price, introducing price controls. So we should be doing direct measures to address these whole issues of the administered prices. I don't see why. Um, We saw the issue of the fuel levy. It can be brought down to be able to bring down the cost. We can subsidize taxes to be able for them to absorb the cost. We, we should actually be ha- having a whole restructuring of the taxi industry. And I really oppose to what Lunkile was saying, that privatization is a solution 
to administrate prices. Okay. That is crazy. You know, it's absolutely crazy. I have to have coffee with him soon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, I don't think this is going to be the last conversation between the two of you on this. I'm afraid we do have to leave it there. Thank you. Research Associate at the Social Policy Initiative bringing an end to that conversation should we reduce the mandate uh, of the Reserve Bank. In other words, try and reduce the inflation mandate to reduce the targets from 3 to 5, from where it is now, from 3 to 6% to below that level. Dumat Kubule is a research associate at the Social Policy Initiative. Dr. Lumkile Mondi is a senior lecturer at the School of Economics and Business Science. And Hilary Jaffe starting us off today. Thank you, editor and columnist at Business Day.